0: How was your weekend? Talk to me.
1: Uh, and weekend was great. Anytime when there's a ton of boxing, I am very, very happy. So it was, uh, it was a solid weekend for,
0: for boxing fans all around the world. Seriously, all around the world. Australia, two yeah, fight cards in Australia. Literally. Had the early one with uh, Liam Paro and Scott Nicholson getting wins. And then you had Haney Cambosos at night over in Australia. You go to the UK, one of the biggest women's uh, doubleheaders of all time. Two million viewers uh, for that one. The uh, Sold out the O2 Arena, the biggest, uh, you know, all sorts of records there. Then Barclays Center, me and Ronnie were for Deontay Wilder's destruction of Robert Hellenius. So that was like your boxing day. And if you take a look at the upcoming schedule... If you're going to look at November, just kind of peek at it and and don't really study it because there's not a lot of fights on the schedule in November. Hopefully uh, that that picks up. But, yeah, this past Saturday was nuts. I I did a quick uh, recap podcast still out there for, like, some, you know, deep cuts on what we saw this past weekend. But I want to get your thoughts on this weekend uh, in boxing. Um, What was the biggest statement, in your opinion, out of those four fight cards? Who made the biggest statement?
1: Man, so – I, th- I wanted, I mean, I, I'm, I'm biased because I, I got to call it, but I think, um, you know, Haney really made a statement for the lightweight division and, and he's knocking on that pound for pound door. Like he, I thought he looked great. And I, I, and I said on the air that he needs to not only win and win impressively, he's got to do something special. Right. And I thought he did. I thought he made the fight. Um, I, he was this close to stopping Cambosis. If he would have, that would have been huge, but um, that was really close. But then, you know, Wilder d- does what Wilder does. You know, in, in crazy, crazy knockout, completely ices the Viking, and uh, and then you know, this is great for the, the the ladies. I think Clarissa also, you know, she she made a statement of herself. Um, you know, I, I thought she looked fantastic. So,
2: I thought, but okay. I'm gonna go with
1: I'm gonna go with Haney.
0: Right, Haney. Oh, I think all the winners made. Huge statements. It's like one thing to win, but to win in style would have been nice if Haney did get like a big knockout. Um, It would have been like kind of like a Shakur thing we saw with Kenseisa. Like, like, get that knockout. Get that statement win. But he won. He moves on. He he gets out of Australia twice. A lot of respect now. All four belts. All that and the other. Caleb Plant. Huge statement. (laughs) I mean, who picked him to to knock out Darrell? I didn't. I mean, I I thought that Haney might be able to stop Camboso's late. Did not see uh, Caleb Plant. Um, getting a a knockout win. While we're on the topic, what did you make of the of the celebration, the digging of the grave, which went in, insane viral on on my Twitter? It's like five million views. Uh, I crossed over into like all sports and not just sports, but what did you make of the digging of the grave? You know,
1: I'm not a fan of that because it is such, such a dangerous sport, and we do lose guys all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, but I mean, those guys had a lot of trash talk going on before the fight. And, you know, after a fight, especially immediately after, especially when you win emphatically like that, emotions are running high. Yeah. So I don't know how much we can really hold it to him. Um, but ultimately, I, I think that's a, that's, in, that's in poor taste.
0: Right. And he, he says the reason why I did it was I was burying the beef. I think that was a pretty good PR. Uh, <laughs> good, yeah. good thing to could say co- could cover up. <laughs> but there was <laughs> a lot up. of trash talk before this fight. And there was a lot. You know, Darrell got under uh, Plant's skin. Um, and skin color, unfortunately, was a a big part of this. He talked about uh, Darrell said, I will never lose to a white boy. I mean, uh, Bernard Hawkins made that statement very famous uh, a few years back. I will never lose to a white boy. And then after the fight, Darrell says, I never said that. Like, I'll give you 10K to anyone who can find uh, me saying that. And the Internet did its thing. Like 10 minutes later, they found the thing where he said, I'll never let a white boy beat me. It's like as much as you want to say like there's not like there's no race or no race issues in, in Boston, there 100 percent is. You know about that.
1: Oh hell yeah, of course, of course. Um, man, the internet's undefeated. You can't, <laughs> you can't put a statement out like that. He got he got got a right right back. But uh, yeah, no, I mean it, it it is a thing, unfortunately. But you know, um, you know it's it's uh, like I said, emotions run high in this game, and you can say whatever you can to get under under a guy's skin. It. It's a fight, man. There's 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 almost no rules.
0: Yeah, so Caleb Plant gets the win, which is most important. All the other stuff um, is, is you know, extracurricular ac- activities. And then I, I put on Twitter, like, I want to see Caleb Plant fight Benavides. I think everyone wants to see mm-hmm. that fight. It's been marinating for, like, three years now. They're both at the same weight class. They're both under the same banner. Uh, they're both, you know, former champions, current champions, all that and the other. But then I see that Jose Benavidez, excuse me, David Benavides has a fight scheduled for January with Jose Uscategui. And my initial reaction was, I'm pissed off because Benavides is so good. And you and I both love his ability. You cannot knock his in-ring ability. But now this is like four or five fights in a row where he's like a plus 1,000 favorite. I mean, this is not good. Like, I mean, it's not good for, for him. I think he's wasting some of his prime years. Yes, he'll probably get a spectacular knockout. But it's like the third or fourth fight in a row now where on, like, press week for, for Benavidez, he's saying the same things. Like, oh, I can't look past the tough opponent. Uh, I really want the bigger names. And, well, you know, I, I'll probably, yeah, but that's that and the other. It's just like another, where well, we know it's going to happen. We know it's going to be a win. And, and on top of it, it's coming in January. So we got to wait, too. So I was a little upset not to see Plant Benavidez at least, like, get into negotiations or somewhat of a talk for that one. Benavidez Uzcateki in January.
1: Yeah, and it being in January pushes back the the option for the Caleb Benavides fight even that much further because you're going to have recovery after the fight, depending on how the fight goes. But either way, I mean, you're looking at these guys aren't going to fight for another eight months to a year, um, if at all. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that's the fight that needs to be made. I think the Caleb Plant Benavides fight is a, is an important fight, and I think it'll actually be a good one. I think it's it's uh, you know stylistically, it's a great matchup. But in terms of Uzicate. Uh, it it, it leaves room for Benavides to make another statement, not that he really needs it, but if he blasts out Uzagate, which I think he actually will, um, I think that's a massive statement because he gave Caleb Plant hell uh, toward the end of that fight when they fought. fought. Uh, Incredible performance by Caleb Plant. I was really impressed with with that fight, but um, I think that if Benavides goes out there and blows him out and makes it look spectacular, I think that's a major statement.
0: The only thing with Uzagate, that was like 2019. And yeah. since then, he's popped for steroids. I mean, this, this they were supposed to fight in last year. And he's he failed the PED test. So they reward him again with another chance at, at Benavidez. The whole thing stinks. Like, there's no yeah. way to slice it. It hey, just boxing. stinks. It stinks. I mean, Benavidez should be fighting plant. Now, we have to wait till, like you said, January. We have to wait at least six months. Uh, so yeah. we're looking at next summer, next fall. For Plant Benavides, yep. and then you have to figure if Canelo does come back, uh, you know that Benavides wants a piece of Canelo. He's playing the mandatory game uh, over at 168. This puts him in a better chance for it to be the, the mandatory for for Canelo. Should Canelo, you know, come back in May, uh, so that's one fight that was made um, to come out of this Plant Benavides and Plant um, Darrell. Uh, when Ronnie, you were in attendance Barclays Center first time. What did you make of it? I know we we're walking through the corridors. You're like, "Wow, this doesn't look like the average like sports crowd." It's not.
2: It was an energy that I kind of I have never experienced before, but it was definitely like, oh yeah, we're at a fight. It, the it felt aggressive.
0: Yeah. Def- a lot of not a lot of kids walking around. No,
2: no. Not a lot of cotton candy. <laughs> it's, Listen, it's fight dark. night
1: in in the arena is nothing like it. I I tied one who's never been to a live fight, like you have to go to a live fight. It's, there's nothing like it.
0: Especially Barclays, like on uh, a you know a nice fall night, New York City, uh, Deontay Wilder in the ring, and uh, there was definitely a buzz, um, but it was, it was pretty excitement, right?
2: Yeah, oh, it was like electricity was in the air. Even it was when when we got there, it was like the undercard fights. Yeah, it was like eight, seven yeah, thirty-eight. But still, even though like the lighting inside, just the theatrics Dark. of it, it's so cool.
0: Yeah, then the weed smoke comes Dude. in.
2: Ronnie's falling in love with
1: boxing, man. Little by little, it's it's really it's 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 starting to hit home. You guys are watching it unfold.
0: Yeah, right before our eyes. Right before our eyes. You know, another thing that's happening right before our eyes is me becoming a Ridge Wallet man, Chris. They actually sent me one because I love this item that much. You know, a lot of times people come out and they do these ad reads for, for these companies or these products that they're probably never going to use or don't really like. I love the Ridge Wallet. Got my own right here it holds up to 12 cards plus room for cash see this it's a honda whoa because i'm winning all my bets i I lost my parlay. Eddie Warbucks, over here. Last my parlay, and I lost uh, my against the spread pick. But that, we're talking about the Ridge Wallet, not about my, my bad betting. Uh, over 30 colors, carbon fiber, burnt titanium. This one right here is the carbon fiber. Love it. Um, how good is it? 50,000 five star reviews. That's a lot of happy customers. Durable material means each wallet comes with a lifetime warranty. This thing ain't going nowhere. It's not fraying like the, my old wallet. Love this thing. The Ridge team is so confident that you'll like it. Let you test drive it for 45 days you can send it back for a full refund if you don't love it check out the link in the description and use code john for 10 percent off that is the ridge wild use code john for 10 percent off holidays are coming up perfect gift for anyone out there all right also at the barclays center deontay wilder one punch knockout three he landed three punches in total chris uh what was your initial That's... reaction from deontay wilder i love that he's back saying all the right things showing a lot of humility afterwards, a different side of him. This is like Deontay Wilder
1: 2.0. Yeah, well, we said, I mean, the heavyweight division's healthy when, when Deontay Wilder is fighting, you know, and, and it's because of this reason, exactly that. Listen, Hellenius is a tough SOB, man. He gave Adam Konacki, who was a very, very tough contender in the heavyweight division, hell for two fights, got rid of him both times, and for him to get, come in here and get starched with pretty much the second or third punch that he got hit with is wild. I mean starched. He was laid out looking the sky you know, uh, uh, incredible. a while there's just he is that guy. He's still that guy.
0: Yeah, he looked phenomenal. Um a lot of people talking about he took a dive. Um I can't stand um oh, the dive stuff. That. Uh Ron, I think we're having no sound again.
2: That <laughs> can't be.
0: We're getting the comments Casey so, monte says uh silence, <laughs> but I bet you're having a fire conversation though.
2: How?
1: That's our that's our guy.
0: I don't know how.
2: We have levels come through.
0: One, two, three, four, five, two weeks in a row. Bad news.
2: We were making great points. Like, we, we do have the audio. Audio isn't working. I mean, I guess it was working, and now it's not?
0: One, two, yeah. I mean, uh, can you hear us now? No, no One, two, it was, three, wor- it, it was working. It was working. People now?
2: were talking about what we're talking about. I'm getting good levels, everything.
0: <laughs> no, it, it was working because Jay Foreman said nobody's interested in Benavides versus Uzkateki. Yeah. Audio isn't working. It was, then it cut out completely. <laughs> Jay Foreman said, nobody's interested in Benavidez Uskateke. Benavidez didn't even try to see the plant fight. Okay. So um, we got that part. There was a f- that was like five minutes ago. Jax fan says no. Blue Johnny Arapta nope. says no. Check, check. How about now? One, two. Can you hear us now, everybody? Give me some. Th- Talk to us in the chat. Can you hear us?
2: Thumbs up in the chat if you can hear us. Can you hear
0: us? No.
2: <laughs> Wait, after, all right. This next comment is gonna be huge. Yeah. What were we talking about?
0: Wilder. It
2: was Wilder? Yep. There we go.
0: We're good. We're back. back? We're yep. back. Yeah. And we're back. Deontay Wilder is back too. Um. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure we got that Ridge wallet read though. We got that right?
2: We. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay.
0: Good. Um. Deontay Wilder's back, Chris. Three punches. A lot of people talk about a dive. Hate that crowd. Probably my least favorite boxing crowd there is, is the, he took a dive crowd. It sounded like a damn gunshot. And the way that he went down, Hellenius, the way that mm-hmm. he was on the ground, if he should not be boxing, he should be in acting then.
1: Right. Get, get him in Academy of War. Him, put him <laughs> in every knockout scene there is in every every movie. He should be in Creed, you know, four through ten. Yeah. <laughs> Come uh, on. It's re- and he, he got hit right in his chin, too, by a guy who is... A legitimately one of the best single punch punchers who's ever lived.
0: Yeah. So that, that I hate that crowd. I hate to even give them any um, – give that crowd any attention. Uh, but Deontay Wilder is back. That's what's most important. Uh, he's probably going to fight Ruiz. So Andy Ruiz is the mandatory. Uh, it's a fight that can easily be made inside the uh, mm-hmm. PBC walls. Uh, Cinco de Mayo, perfect fight for Vegas, perfect fight for, for L.A. Wilder versus Ruiz is interesting because Ruiz has the speed hand speed uh he can get in and out that usually gives Wilder issues but what we've seen over the last couple of years with Ruiz is the punch resistance is, is kind of gone not fully gone and his defense while good there are some holes there so I I can see wilder landing a massive right and doing something that no one's been able to do to Ruiz is, is knock him out
1: yeah I agree and I think it happens pretty early I think that um I'm just I'm I'm, I'm having shades of Chris Ariola dropping Ruiz with a, with a shot behind the ear. And I can't imagine if Wilder lands one of those and the chances of him landing it are pretty high, especially early on.
0: Yeah. So that's, what's coming out of the heavyweight division. Um, (laughs) do we talk about this fight? That's, that's just been announced today. That's a press conference going on right now. Fury versus Derek Chisora for the third time I put on Twitter. Give me one word to sum up Chisori, uh, Chisori, uh, Chisora Fury, um, ass is one person said, uh, Throwing up emoji, irrelevant, why, boxing, ma, ass, another ass, um, sad, waste, why, shit, waste, joke, gross, disgraceful, cash grab, shambolic, tedious, nauseating, unnecessary, waste, cobblers, I don't know that word, fraud, useless, Hmm. not another one, concussion, that's three words, pointless, disgraceful, you get the point. Uh, A fight that no one really wanted, uh, a fight that kind of stinks of... Uh, a friend giving another friend a payday. They fought two times already. I'll give you a stat right here. I'm a stat guy. Tyson Fury outlanded Jezora in 21 of their 22 rounds that they fought. 436 to 168. That's 4 to 1, folks. Why are we seeing this?
1: Who cares? I mean, the, the, the second fight probably didn't need to happen. And the third one, forget it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, especially the timing of it. It just it, it stinks. It
0: stinks. It stinks to the high heavens. And and Warren today is saying, listen, um, the Joshua stuff was a waste of time. We weren't able to get um, we weren't able to get a, uh, a fight done with with Joshua. Uh, Joyce just fought. Uh, go down the list. Uh, Dillian White. We already beat him. Uh, Usyk says he doesn't want to fight until the spring. So we went on BoxRec, which BoxRec is a great tool, but their rankings are weird. They use like an algorithm. Weird. It's not person. Yeah. It's not people choosing, not like a panel, like the Ring Magazine or whoever r- ratings that you like. It's literally an algorithm made by a computer. So for him to say we went to BoxRec right there, I love BoxRec, don't get me wrong, but that's not a great uh, excuse or great explanation or justification for this fight, and he was the highest-rated uh, contender at heavyweight, so we're giving him the third fight. I mean, it's it's it is a waste of time. Um, Fury back is good, uh, him active is good, and but the sad thing is with boxing is you're going to watch. You know, you're like a cinephile when you're a boxing fan. You watch everything. A cinephile watches every movie there is. So if you're a boxing fan, you don't really have a lot of options out there. There isn't no other league or, oh, I'm going to shut it off. You watch everything because there isn't a lot of fights uh, twice a year uh, our favorite fighters fight. So people will watch. It's going to be on regular ESPN or ESPN Plus here in the States. It's a pay-per-view over in the U.K. That sucks for people in the U.K., but... Right, Chris. Like people are gonna watch, which is kind of like I hate to justify it and I hate to give them that, but it's Tyson Fury, and we don't get a lot of big fights, so we'll watch it.
1: People are gonna watch. I'm gonna watch. You're gonna watch. We're all gonna watch. I mean, it's it's Tyson Fury. He is one of the most entertaining headweights that we've seen in generations. So we're definitely gonna we're we're definitely gonna tune in. But it is what it is. You know, these these are the issues that we have with boxing. We we can we can talk about it to we're blue in the face. What needs to change? But you know, at the end of the day. You know, these guys can make money doing it, and they know it. And it's a safe fight for, for, for Tyson and where he's going to be going in his next couple fights. So, yeah, it is what it is. It still sucks. It still stinks.
0: Yeah, he's going to win. He's going to knock him out. Um, you know, Chisora might have a, a round where he kind of empties the tank and maybe he can land something to the body on, on Fury. don't see him landing him much. If this leads to a Fury Usyk in the, in the spring, um, then maybe you, you can swallow it a little bit better. But, you know, for a December fight, I, I I can see. I don't want to talk myself into it because I think it's trash. But we're going to see Tyson Fury in the ring. I know a lot of people are going to watch. Casey Delamonte says, Chisora beating Fury will literally be the biggest upset in boxing. That's how pointless fight is. I don't know. I still think uh, Buster Douglas holds that uh, distinction, right, Chris? 42 to 1.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that is that is the literal definition of, <laughs> of the It's up of there, the though. Would you give Chisora, yeah. a, is there
0: any path for Chisora to win this besides land that, you know, lucky punch? No,
1: zero. And, and, and even the lucky punch, I mean, Wilder has landed multiple not lucky punches on on Fury, put him down, and the guy gets up. Like So I, I don't see any way for Chisora to win this fight. He's a wide-swing guy anyway. I mean, he's, his punches come from, from yesterday. So yeah. uh, no way it's Tyson, who actually has great defense and a chin
0: right, before, and heart. Right. I, I agree. It's uh, We're going to watch, but it's also going to we kind of know the conclusion uh, of that one. Before we get into we got mailbag questions. We got best five movies of all time. There was one oh. fight we did not talk about this past week. I want to quickly get your thoughts. It was probably the most controversial fight of the weekend or the fight that had uh, people choosing sides on who they thought won. That was Meyer. And and Bumgarner. I personally had it six to four. Uh Bumgarner could easily be seven to three. I know you were calling a fight um for Haney Campbell, so you weren't able to, to watch it live, but you did watch it. Uh who who did you think won that fight between Meyer and Bumgardner? I
1: actually just watched it about an hour ago this morning while I was on the bike and uh I had Bumgarner same. winning. Um same same score, six four, seven three. Um uh, she just fought a very smart fight and Meyer just she, she didn't fight like herself. She wasn't as busy as she normally is. She wasn't really pumping that jab. When she did, I, those were the rounds I gave her. She got behind her jab, was double tripling it up, uh, mixing things up nice. But she just didn't do enough of that. And, uh, we you know, we spoke about this. I thought that she was going to be, you know, the one fighter out of all of those those ladies who was going to be affected by uh, the fight being pushed back and being overtrained. And it kind of looked like that, she, that that way. She looked a little flat. She looked a little listless. But, uh, man, I tip my hat to Baumgartner. She She fought awesome. She looked great.
0: Yeah, and Nostradamus, Chris Algieri, go back and watch last week's episode. You said it. If there was one fighter that was gonna suffer a little bit from the delay and having make to make the weight, it's the bigger Michaela Meyer. And I don't know if that's the reason she came out slow in the first two rounds, or it was maybe because of she was a little bit wary of the power of Bombergarner, Tasted a few of those right hands early, but I thought Bombergarner was did something uh, spectacular in there. She was jabbing to the body first, and then eventually going mm-hmm. up top. You know, trying to find don't punch where you think. They're going to be punch it, you know, go to the, the, the stomach first, go to the chest early, and then you go up top after. I thought Bungana was just loose. She was having fun in there. She was smiling. I don't know that you don't no. really say that too often, but I thought she did enough to win those early rounds, and I thought she won some of those those later rounds. I think Meyer's going to kick herself for starting slow because in boxing, women's boxing in particular, 10 two-minute rounds does not afford yourself to start slow. You simply can't start slow because it's not a lot of ground to make up.
1: Let's change this two-minute thing. I mean, come on, two ten twos for a world t- world title fight is just—it's—it's it's nonsense. About twelve it's twos. Twelve—not t- even that. Like 12 threes Why? Why not? That's good. three-minute rounds, twelve rounds. Why? Why is it any different? It's the same sport. We're <laughs> right. talking—it's boxing. There's a lot of you junk know? science um,
0: out there. There's a lot of junk science out there from the WBC saying why they haven't made it three-minute rounds.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, let me let me read that science. <laughs> I, I will debunk it immediately.
0: Well. One of our friends, Lou Debelle, anytime I mention uh, three-minute rounds, I get a call from him. Anytime I tweet about it, the women's boxing should be three-minute rounds. Because he, he His theory was it's it's hard enough for these women's fights to get televised. Not every fight is uh, Shields Marshall. Not every fight is Taylor Serrano. Not every fight is Meyer Bumgarner. That's there fair. isn't a big thirst for it. So how about we make it 20 minutes so that it, it – it, lends itself to more excitement it's easier for these networks to sign off on them but then you can't you know nitpick you you can't um just want one fight to be 12 three-minute rounds like taylor serrano and the ones we saw this weekend but maybe not have a less exciting one be 36 minutes where you're kind of like yeah. oh man it's, it's not going to heat up anytime soon so i understand that aspect of it what do you think of that
1: but which is it is it science or is it or is it network you know is it is it for views or is it because of you know Both, maybe we, we've got physiological difference ah, come on I don't, I don't i mean physiological difference is one thing you know that other point about you know viewership is another. I mean, but things are changing. People actually want to watch women's fights now. You know, you got you said two million views on the fight this weekend. Yeah. You know, so obviously things are changing, and I think eventually it will it will change. But maybe 12-2s would be a good start.
0: Yeah, but let's move forward, right? There's a lot of women's yeah, boxing man. out there. I mean, it's they're having a moment. This is their year. Let's revolutionize it. Let's find some good science. Let's figure out a way to make it 12-3 because they're going to keep getting better. Women are going to keep getting better. We're seeing it right in front <laughs> of our eyes. So eventually, like, all these fights are going to be better. So you might as well make these big fights 36 minutes because I know you're watching today. It's like they were so quick. Like, the rounds were over before yeah. you even knew there were 30 seconds left in every round by the time you, you look down. So...
1: I have a hard time calling women's fights because of that. Because normally, when I'm calling for ESPN, I'm calling and I'm, I'm also scoring, which is hard, which you shouldn't be doing anyway. But trying to score a two minute two-minute round while speaking about the round, nearly impossible.
0: Yeah. So um, we're getting to the chat. Diego Hernandez, after the fourth round, Bumgarner wasn't even fighting her own fight. She switched to fight the fight Mayer was dictating. Um, Meyer lost, says Co- uh, Cozy Rito. I had Alicia winning 6 4, 7 3. Uh, can you guys talk about the Tony Harrison edition to helping Bumgarner? Game plan? yeah, I said that on my uh, the reaction pod. Harrison has been awesome for for Bumgarner. Yeah, uh, telling her to jab to the body early on, I thought it was a brilliant move because it opened up uh, a lot of her uh game plan here george costanza not the george costanza no way <laughs> george is <laughs> in the chat uh from queens uh, i think two minute rounds are more exciting accessible less dancing around fighters yeah it's kind of like bare knuckle boxing is two minute rounds and they start in the middle of the ring like it's a little bit of a gimmick but it does lead itself to more exciting fights the bella has made some of the best fights in the world he was a former executive he knows how, how it works and we've gotten to some passionate arguments uh, with Ludabella, but I got to do this Ridge Wallet read again. But I l- love talking about the Ridge Wallet. I'll talk about it all day. I'll talk about it for an hour on this show. I'll pop every card right out of here, just like that. I got a Visa. I got an American Express. I got a Triple A card.
2: Let's see those numbers on those cards. Yeah.
0: But no one zoom into those numbers. Don't read my uh, uh, my my stuff. I don't want anyone uh, extorting me. Besides the our, our uh, guy here, Steve. He's the main. Ex- okay. Yeah. yeah so the Ridge it. Wallet, I uh, love it. Holds up to twelve cards. I got four. You can hold 12 more, plus room for cash. Got a hundo in there. Uh, 30 colors, including carbon fiber. This is carbon fiber right here. Love it. They sent me one. I love this thing right here. 50,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot of five-star reviews for us. So You know the product is really good, durable material. Lifetime warranty. So you're going to have this thing for 60 years. At the end, be like, didn't like it. Get your money back. Don't do that because you're not going to have to do that. The Ridge team is so confident you'll like it, they'll let you test drive it. For 45 days, you can send it back for a full refund if you don't love it, but you will love it. Check out the link in the description and use code JOHNBOY for 10% off your Ridge wallet. Okay, um, let's get into our best boxing movies of all time. Here we go. Creed three trailer came out yesterday. Canelo Alvarez is in it. Tony Ballou is in it. Uh, Jose Benavides is in it. I said, is that Jose Benavides? I think the new um creed opponent knocks out spoiler but it's in the it's in the trailer uh knocks him out so with that being said we do a list every single week best boxing movies of all time how should we do this ronnie should we just give our five go back and forth
2: i say give your five and discuss any overlaps or any differences
0: anybody have a coin i have a siri okay we'll figure out who who will go first all right what are you calling I'm calling heads
2: Flip a coin <laughs> Siri I didn't really know you tails. Could do this
0: Ah, Chris You have the floor Please give us all Your right. five Best boxing movies Of all time Yeah
1: We're gonna We're gonna preface this This is my five This is the movies that Are special to me And they're in that order For that reason Number five Cinderella Man it was an awesome movie great story um the only reason it's so low on my list is i don't love that era of boxing just the styles are very different um and the fight scenes are a little slow because they're a heavier weight but um i mean great story uh excellent movie and what's his name the actor is incredible um, russell crow russell Crowe. russell crow mm-hmm. number four the hurricane which i don't i don't know if everyone really considers considers this a boxing movie i mean it's it's about real events when the guy was a boxer and I, I love the scenes that are in the movie, you know, that, that that are around boxing, but also just tells a great story and Denzel Washington, absolutely incredible actor, yeah, one of the best that great we've great ever seen in our generation. Great, great. This great. Is a song the story. Great big song
0: too. Of a hurricane. A
1: hurricane, dun, dun. That's gonna be in my head for the rest of the day. Yep. Thank you, Dan. Um number three, I have the original Rocky. It is so nostalgic for me. Um I, I love the storyline i love the idea of you know the down and out pug which a lot of people forget rocky had a bunch of losses he wasn't like some undefeated guy in coming up like he was literally a journeyman and had multiple double digit losses and came back and fought for the title and yeah i believe you know the the chuck wepner idea was definitely in there but um but it's it just and also what it's done for for the world of boxing i mean that was literally transcended movies and, and brought people to the sport and still mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. number two an oldie the setup which is a really really cool storyline um about a fighter who wants to have one more fight and his wife is like no it's too dangerous stay away it's he's like life. no this money will help it's yeah life, basically this 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 money will help us with the um you know with this or with that and uh his manager sets him up because he doesn't believe in him he's going to lose so he bets all he bets the house against him i love that it's great and it's, it's honestly it's it's actually uh, the the uh, what shall we call it the, Bruce Willis pl- played the boxer in um, uh, what we call that great movie that Tarantino movie um,
0: which one was that I think I saw it on Netflix uh, the other day
1: well no it, I mean it's, it's a, a Tarantino classic um, Ronnie help me out here
2: I mean <laughs> you're, give me more, more clues grasping yeah. at straws right now give
0: me more clues
1: I mean Everybody's in it. Um, Uma Thurman, Kill Bill. Um, no, 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 the other uh, one. Uh, Pulp I can't Fiction. believe I'm blanking on this It's one of my Quentin movies, Tar- too. It's
2: pissing me off now. Uh, Di Django, yeah, uh,
0: Tarantino. It's a Quentin no, Tarantino no. movie with Bruce Willis.
2: Bruce Willis, Uma you in the Thurman. Chat know it, yeah. Pulp Fiction. It's not Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction yeah. No way, I, wow. said, I said Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Drew, Drew yeah, got Pulp it. Fiction.
0: Dr. Rubin got it.
1: So, Pulp, Pulp Fiction, the, the boxer in, in, the, in the in the in the you know, her, uh, what's called plays uh, a boxer it's basically that story okay. he's got the one fight the guy he's supposed to throw it and he doesn't right. and then he escapes out the back so it's very similar to the the movie the setup and mm-hmm. i just i love that storyline and the number one for me is always raging bull it's not only my favorite boxing movie it's my favorite movie of all time wow. it hits so close to home in terms of the stuff outside of the ring mm-hmm. the flipping over the table because you, you over you did the, over to the stake. that the, the, the why did you set me up for this fight i gotta cut this weight he's just he's pissed and he's angry and he walks around he's got a chip on his shoulder that is what coming up as a as a boxer who is not one of those prize guys is like that's where I grew up. I was just I, I had chipped my shoulder throughout my entire twenties because I never thought I was gonna be where I was supposed to be, and I wasn't where I thought I should have been. So that one speaks really true to me. Um, plus being just an angry bastard cutting weight. I love that.
0: Good list, man. Cinderella man, Hurricane, Rocky won the setup raging bull. Something big just happened outside our office. Um huge. I'll tell you what, the that is a deep cut top five you're gonna appeal to a lot of the hardcores a lot of the the i don't know if there's any older folk on on twitter but you're gonna get a lot of those i'm gonna give you mine uh my best boxing movies of all time number five million dollar baby Love this movie. It uh, doesn't have a lot of boxing in it, but it is definitely a, a boxing movie. Obviously, Hilary Swank, um, spoiler alert, close your ears if you've never seen it, uh, becomes basically a vegetable, injures herself in a fight. The trainer takes that father role. How many times have you seen in boxing, a father taking, or trainer taking uh, the, the father role? Love this movie. That's number $5 million, baby. Number four, Raging Bull. Uh, you have to have it on your list. Scorsese, De Niro, Joe Pesci, like the, all the reasons that you just listed there, too. Just a great film, great movie, let alone a, a boxing movie. It is an all-time classic. Obviously, I'm going to have Raging Bull uh, at, at at number four. Let's go over to number three. I got The Fighter, the story of Mickey Ward. Um, obviously, that's, that's great movie. I mean, you got Mark yeah. Wahlberg. You got uh, Dickie Eklund played by Christian Bale. You got all the the Mickey Ward sisters. I think like Conan O'Brien's sister uh, was one of the, the many sisters of Mickey Ward in that movie. I thought it was so realistic. They used the HBO graphics. The fight scenes were really good. A lot of times in these boxing movies, the fight scenes are just awful, and they're so unrealistic for, yeah. that you're just like, what what the heck is going on here? I, I, you roll your eyes if you're a boxing fan. But I think the fighter was, was so good. Uh, and That's it, my number six
1: actually That, that right. just missed the list
0: You always got your, your honorable mention But the fighter for me Obviously grew up in that era Of watching Mickey Ward And I love that they don't really show The, the, the guy fight They kind of like prelude to it It ends with him lending that body shot Over in England Finally winning uh, Getting that big win Love that movie. Thought it was phenomenal. Number two, I got to give at least one Rocky on here. Rocky 1 obviously means so much. It started off a franchise, and we're getting you know reboots, three reboots now as a, to today. So it's like 60, 70 years of excellence. So I'm going Rocky 4. I think Rocky 1, you, you have Rocky 1 on there. We have it represented. I'm going Rocky 4. Anytime you could end the Cold War on Christmas night like Rocky did beating Drago. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's got to go into my list. I mean, that's like political stuff. We're crossing over. It's the best of the, bo- uh, the Rocky movies, in my opinion. Uh, Rocky one, it's more of like a like you said, it's more of like a drama. It won best picture. It's a, it's a film, yeah, it's a film. It won best picture. Uh, and then it 4, had it in there. Yeah,
1: Rocky four also has the best uh, training montage of, yes. of any of the Rockies by a lot. I if mean, it's, dies, that's that's a dies.
0: huge. I mean, that yeah. that whole. That's
1: my favorite one to watch. If I had to watch like. If I could just any any day in time pick out Rocky movie it's
2: Rocky Four.
0: Exactly. So yeah. So Rocky, we got our both our Rockies on there. So don't Is that the don't, yeah, best fourth
2: fun. iteration of a movie ever? How <sighs> many fours? What other fours are
0: uh, out there? Not. Wreck Four. Hangover nah, Three was, was fucking movies. awful. So yeah, I don't think, there's not that many four movies out there. Uh, Creed, right. I'm sure like, Creed's. I feel enjoying. like
1: ha- I feel like Halloween Four was probably good. I think or mm-hmm. or, or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. One of those. One mm-hmm. of those had a good like run in the
0: middle but rocky four was the last of like the main rockies then it got it went haywire rocky five was bad fast and furious rocky four. balboa despite lou it's a big lou episode lou being in rocky five yeah. compu box stats were in rocky balboa he didn't he mentioned them. as far uh, my dad they shot it at a fight and rocky was you know, not rocky Sylvester stallone was standing <laughs> over there my dad went up to him hey how you done bob kenobi over compu box you know you really want to make this movie realistic Got to have some box stats in it. And Ooh, Sly, he pitched him. Sly goes, <laughs> oh, he, Sly him. Does it. he just nods his head and, like, points at someone, and they run over, and they, he, they tra- uh, give him some stats and lamply reads them. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, that's number two. Number one for me, uh, this is just me, okay? This doesn't have to be your list. This is just my list. Creed, the original Michael B. Jordan vehicle uh, directed by Ryan Coogler. One of the most realistic fight scenes in there, one of the most realistic stories. How many times have we heard fighters going over to Tijuana uh, to pad their record early? Devin Haney did it himself, comes back, yeah. um, You know, doesn't go for that big fight right away, fights the local guy. Uh, has the name obviously because of his dad we see that in boxing all the time nepotism or we've seen a fight blew up just last week between two sons of, of, of legend so you can get a fast track yourself in boxing if you have a name and i just thought it was the storyline was phenomenal um the second one i thought was was lacking the first creed movie is so freaking good uh, i'm excited about the third one um that's coming out soon canelo's in it um some other notables um But that's my list. Cinderella Man, Hurricane, Rocky 1. No, that's your list. My list is Million Dollar Baby, Raging Bull, uh, The Fighter, Rocky 4, and Creed. Let's go over to the chat. Um, Creed 3 trailer was hype, says Cozy. Jay Foreman, I forgot about Million Dollar Baby, really good. Uh, Johnny I just butchered his name. His top five, Southpaw, Creed, Rocky 1, Hurricane, and The Fighter. Good list. Jay Foreman, Christian Bale was in that was amazing in that movie. Yes, he was. Uh, the Rocky ending in the Cold War is completely factual. Can't tell us Philadelphians any different. true. <laughs> People in Philadelphia think that Rocky's like a legitimate person, like he's a real guy. Can I say, well, there, I
1: thought that. there is a statue of him. So <laughs> yeah,
0: there is a statue of a fictional character. A whole city, yeah. I said that uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, whole city rallying around a uh, fictional character.
1: I thought Rocky Balboa
0: mm-hmm. was
2: uh, based on a true story. It is Chuck Weber. I mean, it, technically, it is the Bayon yeah. Bleeder. Oh, so I see. I thought Rocky bubble was an actual fighter that like fought. <laughs> Ronnie's never seen Rocky. I've movie. never seen any of the the Rocky movies. So that's, that's blasphemy. People, you you know,
1: need, a, you, we need to put him in a in a room and just lo- make him watch all of them in a row. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, that you should. You and your lady, like, pop like, it in whoa, after the World whoa, Series. Whoa, that's whoa, not I wanted that whoa, whoa. clip that out. Right <laughs> <laughs> clip. The- <laughs> Ah, it, clip it, clip it. the show's going off the rails oh, sure. um you and your companion put on the movie yeah. after yankees win the world series and uh you know need something to watch in november mean, something to get us you know through those months
2: yeah it's gonna be cold you got
0: one two three if you have like <laughs> you could probably watch one a, a week and it'll get you to the spring
2: yeah yeah uh, you know what i might do that actually yeah
0: there you go um I feel like they show too much of the plots says Doctor Ruben Creed three trailer. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> they, they give away a lot in that trailer, but I'll still go. That's see why it. I
1: didn't watch it. I don't. I, I hate that. I hate when they give you too much in the uh, in the preview.
0: Yeah, that's what uh, one of our, our guys here, Tom Prizman, said. I'm not watching it because I want. I go in fresh. I want to go in fresh. Yeah. That's Hell it. yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's a Seinfeld uh, thing there. All right, let's end the show with our mailbag. Uh, thank you to everyone who. Uh, gave a lot of questions um, some good ones in there too ronnie do you have the mailbag
2: i have a mailbag of soon enough we'll get a you got mail type. yes you we have mail. excellent listeners these people are very very knowledgeable yes. always have great input Thank yeah chat is and lit questions.
0: right now appreciate that
2: to start things off we have renee box young mm-hmm. and he asks what chances do you see joyce beating Usyk or fury
0: Chris is the resident uh, non-believer in Joe Joyce. I'm a little bit more of a believer in, in Joyce. I think he could take punches. I think he can take Fury's best punch. <laughs> That's not even like a theory. He could 100% take punches. He can take Fury's best punch, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. he can Usyk, not exactly known as a hard puncher, but has already beat him in the amateurs, and they weren't even that young. Uh, I give Joyce a chance against anyone. Anyone that has that chin... That motor, uh, really good jab, can beat any of these guys. I think he's in the top five. Chris, what do you think? Yeah,
1: I mean, when you when again the juggernaut. When you've got a chin like that, and dude, he's so busy. That's that's a problem. You got a guy that big and that athletic throwing punches at you, and you can't hurt him. You know that that's that's interesting. But um, I think Usyk's just on a different level. He finds ways to win no matter what he has in front of him. And Tyson Fury is Tyson Fury. I think he's one of the the, the, the baddest heavyweights that we've we've ever seen while, while I've been alive. And, um, he's also got the size to deal with Joyce, you know, in terms of physically, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think they could be good fights. I think Joyce is always going to be in a good fight. The guy gets hit a ton and he's going to be, he's going to be there. So, um, but I don't see him beating either one of those guys.
0: Yeah. I like Joyce versus Wilder. That's what I want to see.
1: I like that one too. I like that one too. You got a guy who can, who can. Knock anybody out against a guy whose chin is indestructible? Need it's to see a perfect that. Matchup.
0: Need to see that science experiment sometime soon.
2: Next question. Next up, we have Fighting Words, who asks: Wilder versus Ruiz. How does that go, Chris?
1: I got uh, Wilder knockout, possibly early. Um, yeah, I just I think it's one of those things. Uh, Ruiz is there to be hit. His chin, resi- his punch resistance has gone down as of recently, and Wilder is hitting as hard as ever.
0: Uh, Johnny Acperanto says do you guys ever see bleed for this? Yes. Uh like that yeah.
1: one. Yeah. I uh yeah, so um who's the the actor who plays Miles uh, the trainer? No, oh, the trainer. I don't know. Uh I got his name. He's in Thank You for Smoking. He's an excellent actor. Oh, I know that um, guy.
0: He played yeah, Rudy's he- dad, right?
1: He played Rooney, so he came to my training camp when I trained for Pacquiao to hang out with Rooney and to coach my sparring. Oh wow! While he was next to Rooney, so Rooney could t- sound like his dad, and he would get an idea of what his dad sounded like when he was when he was coaching.
0: That's so. so cool. we got to
1: hang out. We had dinner. Um, super super cool guy. He,
0: he was the uh, in Bat- he was in Dark Knight. He turned the two yeah. face.
2: He was two face. Yeah, yeah he's two face. I don't yeah.
0: know his name, but we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. All right, Ronnie. Next question.
2: Lannister asks: Had a debate with a coworker. Could you guys name your top five counterpunchers in boxing today? Keep up the great work, guys. Ooh. Love the pod. Chris is a great addition.
0: Wow. All right. Thank I you. like that part. Um, I'm not going to go five, but I'll just name a few off the top of my head. Like I like Canelo's great counterpuncher. Um, Who do you got, Chris?
1: Shakur is a great counterpuncher. Yeah. Um, fights on the back feet beautifully. Um, Canelo was a good addition. Definitely, definitely good one there. Uh,
0: let me think. Let me think. It's a tough one. You got any- yeah, and you gotta really
1: kind of think because Usyk? it's um Um Yeah, yeah, Usyk, Usyk, especially with his angles. Um I, when I think of a counterpunch, I think of someone who's really just like sitting waiting and just you know, um almost like a remember uh Diabolos Hurtado back in the day? He yeah. was a killer, killer counterpuncher, and he would just wait. He just wait for his opening and he would just pull that trigger. Um yeah, tank Shakur, Davis. Canelo, Tank, yeah, tank. Actually, yeah, absolutely, that's a good one. Tank firing up that back
0: foot. Um, um, Jamel Charlo. Jamel Charlo. Good one.
1: Good one. Um, I'm trying to think of last. That would
0: probably be my top. I mean, Tank throws 30 punches around uh, and still yeah. knocks people out. Uh, Jamel mm-hmm. Charlo is in the low 30s, still knocks people out. Canelo Alvarez in the low 30s in terms of punches thrown, still knocks people out. So those are kind of punches. Those are guys that are not aggressive. So that's the top three that comes to mind. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's, uh, if I really got into the stats, but... I mean, those are the top three, in in my opinion, that that can get away with that low volume and and still, you know, deliver knockouts.
1: I'm going to take this question home with me. I'm I'm going (laughs) to do some more work because
0: it's a good question. I saw it. It's a great question. I saw it, and I I was kind of, like, distracted by the Yankee game last night because I was going to get my top five, but great one by Mm the master. Next question.
2: Next up, we have David Cushkin. They called him the Cushman in high school.
0: Yeah, he's a big fan of ours. I love that guy.
2: Aside from Tank Ryan, what is the fight you'd like to see most amongst the 135 and 140 guys. Did you see
0: um, Shakur put out a tweet about the Super 6? He wishes there was a Super 6 for, for lightweights. I mean, any of these fights, I think you can make a case and uh, for why they're compelling. Like Tank versus Ryan, obviously. Haney versus Tank, which I think are the two best. Loma versus any of those guys makes for a really good fight. You guys you got <laughs> William Cepeda. You got Jojo Diaz. You got uh, Isaac Cruz. That's at 135. At 140, it's loaded. You know, Josh Taylor, mm-hmm. Zepeda, Ramirez, um, Progray, Pro they're fighting at the end of, of November. Then you got Teofimo at 140, you got Subaru Matias at 140, you got Honorable Borboza. I mean, there is a shit ton of talent between 130 and 140 right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of always that case, right? Like 140 is always like a super talented, deep division, but it's 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 a tweener division, right? So you've yeah. got 35-pounders coming up and you got 40-pounders going up to 47. So it's all about when they overlap. And right now, we're in a a good overlapping phase. Guys like Tiafimo moving up to 40. Um, I I don't know how much longer Jeff Taylor's going to be there. Ramirez, those guys seem like they're on their way out. Mm -hmm. But guys like Zapata and Progre are really coming into their own in terms of maturity. And then you've got the 35-pounders, which is super deep and a lot of fun matchups there. I really like the uh, Lomachenko-Haney fight. I think that stylistically, Haney could give Loma trouble because of his size and the way he fights. Um, But other than that, I mean... I still think Loma is the top dog. He's the guy that I think needs to get beaten in order to be the true undisputed. You're going
0: to get in trouble for that one. There's this weird anti-Loma sentiment among boxing fans. A lot of people think he's overhyped. You know, they think he already has two losses. You know, ESPN's constantly – or Top Mike's constantly putting out those videos where he's punching tennis balls. He's touching different things. And we're, mm-hmm. ha- we've we had enough. You know, we've already seen him, you know, lay an egg against Tiafema in those first seven rounds. But I, I, I'm with you. I'm not ready to write off Lomachenko. I mean, he did way too much early on in his career uh, to give him, like, the credit. You know what I mean? Like, he built up a lot of good credit. Where I still need to see him get like really beat because I thought he. Worked I mean, he himself took a lot to of chances
1: in early in his career. He came right out the gate wanting yeah. world title fights. I mean, that thing, listen, that's that's wild to me to come out and try and fight for a world title in your second pro fight. Um, and he wanted to fight for a world title in his first pro fight. You know, the guy, the guy's not he's not afraid to lose. He takes risks. He goes out there. I appreciate guys like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just and his talents all it's 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 different. We don't see a guy like that, he makes it work. And say what you will about his style, he still gets stoppages. He still knocks guys out. Yeah. You know, He's not a puncher per se, but um, he's super accurate and he makes his punches count.
0: Right, We've got another one from Costanza.
2: Oh, yeah, our boy Costanza, who was in the chat, hopefully still listening. What type of analytics do boxers use in training camp?
0: Chris, you're the boxer, so you can take this one. I have, I have analytics uh, that we use, too.
2: I'm big on heart rate monitors.
1: I, I think that's really important, not only for – you know, in terms of your max heart rate, but your recovery between rounds, you know, like they're so good now. Like it's literally second by second. So I can see when I'm in a three minute round where my heart rate goes and how much it drops in the minute in between. So that's a big one for me. Um, you know, they're you know, obviously like the old school, just weighing yourself, but also body fat percentage doing, doing underwater weighing and, and DEXA scans like that. So you can figure out how much body fat you have, how much lean tissue you have, mm-hmm. uh, that way, you know exactly how much body fat you can pull to make the weight also hydration status, things like that um and then just you know regular testing that strength condition coaches will do you know in terms of um you know uh, grip strength uh max vert vertical jump um and then just strength as you're moving along with the weights and whatnot yeah. but uh we're we're still a little old school with that kind of stuff a lot <laughs> of it is just going by feel
0: you know um funny story back way back when um ray leonard hired a compu to train and get him ready for the Hagler fight they brought That's cool. a, a lot of these guys would bring in my dad and his former uh, partner, Logan Hobson, at the time uh, because the numbers weren't accessible as they are now. So he, I remember he left and he went and he spent like two or three weeks with Leonard uh, advising or, or coming up with a game plan. And what they found was that Hagler started slow. Um, he was a slow starter. And what did he do in that fight? Started slow. yeah. Came, started came out slow. southpaw. Uh, so Leonard hopped on him quick, and then he would hop. And then I think Dundee came up with the game plan to flurry late try to steal the rounds, but um, there isn't a lot of like pre-analytics. I don't know. I Some trainers used to hit me up for Ben Davison as a big fan of stats. He usually hits me up for, for numbers, but there's all that old school stuff. And now we can mesh in the numbers. I think there could be more done in terms of analytics. And, and well,
1: they, they have those punch counters, you know, that, that can measure, oh, you know, counter. speed and power. But uh, those are th- – I've used a couple of them. I'm not a big fan of any of those. Uh, old school, we used, we used to use the clickers in sparring all the time, making sure we were punching enough make our output was was high. But that was it was basic, just like how many punches did you throw that around. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, still, again, kind of old
0: school. All right, let's go rapid fire because we're out at 1230. What do you got next?
2: Next question. Four Corners Boxing asks, what was the Canelo Algieri sparring like way back when?
0: Wow. I heard you mention oh. this on the Tris Dixon pod. I learned a lot about you from the Tris Dixon pod, by the way. Um, yeah, tell us about you sparring Canelo. That
2: was an excellent pod,
0: by the way.
1: Um, yeah, I mean I, I have I can send it to you. I got I got it on video. I got three three of the rounds. We sparred uh two days, two sessions back to back. Um and let's just say that it was it was when he was getting ready for the Kodo fight, and then when he was gonna fight Mayweather and a lot of people predicted him to beat Mayweather, I said, Nope. He doesn't. He didn't want to box. He's not. He didn't like boxers, and he wanted people to stand in front of him. I didn't stand in front of him, so um, I saw I saw opportunities for for Mayweather to give him fits, wow.
0: and he did. Wow, I gotta see this video. Rule number one, though, isn't that like never, you know, distribute? Yeah, you don't time, post. You, know? you don't
1: post. You don't post. Yeah, I'll show you.
2: But I'm I
0: post. I need to see that. Send that in the group chat later. All right, go. Yep.
2: Next question: Crovalli asks, "How much of a chance do you all give Zepeda against?" Pro I'm learning more towards. I'm leaning towards Pro Grace, but I definitely wouldn't be surprised if Crompos it off.
0: Yeah. Um. Close fight. I mean, almost like a 50-50 fight. My edge is probably Pro Grace. Uh, just, I think he has a little bit more left in the tank, but zapeda has got power. I mean, look what he did in his last two fights. Uh, knocked out Barancic, knocked out that uh, Josue Vargas first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, grizzled vet, you know, 34, 35 years old, been around. I love this fight. This is probably one of the biggest fights I'm looking forward to on the schedule because the schedule gets a little lean in the next couple of weeks. But that's Thanksgiving weekend. I'm leading, uh, Pro Gray.
1: I had Zapata in camp with me for Pacquiao. He's my my old sparring mate and a good buddy of mine. Um, I'm leaning towards him. I just think that his angles, his awkwardness, his his uh, you know, he's been around the block for sure. Um, But I I think he's got a little bit of extra umph in him that he can he can pull it out.
2: All right, next one. Next one, Vinny the Chin. This is Is, a weird one. (laughs) Is Anderson Silva's skull too ripe to absorb an overhand right from a 20 year old? The way
0: he said that was just i never heard anyone's like uh, describe a skull as right. You—you've never
2: met Vinny the Chin or talked to Vinny
1: the Chin. That's why I know—I know Vinny very well.
0: Wait, you know and, this guy? Uh,
1: I know him. I know, I know Vinny the Chin. All right. <laughs> He's a Long Island legend.
0: Is it Vinny the Chin that used to, the old mobster would walk around in his uh, robe and pajamas? Not that Chin.
1: Not—not not that Chin. This is this is a more new age. But he is a—he is a legend on Long Island.
0: Oh wow! I, a I'm a legend on Long Island. I didn't know. I don't know him. I gotta uh, meet up. Meet up with this Vinny. Vinnie. He's a
1: little older than you, but he's 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 been around.
0: All right. So the question is: Anderson Silva's skull too ripe to absorb an overhand right? Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, Margaret Goodman, who does great work, uh, she came out and was uh, really against this fight because obviously, as you get older, your brain gets like smaller and like you know you know this, Chris. Well, okay. You take it away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it, we we saw it this week with Durrell, You know, a guy we we've seen that is uh, normally very durable, and he's fighting a guy who's not really known as a puncher, especially a one punch guy. You know, thirty eight year old brains, forty year old brains, fifty year old brains don't take shots like like twenty year olds do. So, um, but can Jake land that kind of shot on a like a legitimate grizzled veteran like like Silva? I mean, yeah, it's going it's going to come down to yeah, it's, it's, next week. it's not. It's not what's going to happen? is It's if it can get, get That's it. That's
0: next week. That's what we'll be previewing that fight. There's actually some good fights next week. And Loma in action. Uh, there's a good zone fight. Uh, Jake Paul. We're going to talk about Jake Paul next week. Uh, we got one, room for one more.
2: Let's do it. Last question coming in from Two Beers Podcast. What are some solid fights we could see for Xander Zayas next year?
0: My guys, the Two Beers Podcast, great dudes. Um, do great work. Go, Phillies. Uh, they're big Phillies fans. Mm-hmm. Um,. The thing with, with with 154 is a lot of the top guys are at PVC. Um, maybe they'll come out of contracts, but for Zayas, at least for me, is I want to see him against a someone they can find a veteran that can give him rounds at this level. Someone that can you know maybe offer some resistance back. It's been a lot of one way traffic for him, but I put a lot of faith in top rank in their matchmakers to get Xander Zayas because he uh, to me he's the best prospect in in boxing.
1: Oh yeah, he's gonna be the next Puerto Rican New York parades star new york city parade star and, and top rank knows that and they're building him towards that i was really impressed with his last fight but yeah i mean they're gonna build them perfectly i, I don't think he's he's there yet for those top guys at 54 but um he, he still needs some more step-up fights
0: yeah and anyone that can put in with him that's it's a gradual step up like they know what they're doing like jared anderson's fighting mm-hmm. jerry Forrest uh on that good, yeah good that's fight. a good see that to me is that's like a good step up like uh like the hardcores will understand that the casual family not a tough get. Fight. It's a tough fight. Jerry Forrest is very good, but that's like the right matchmaking. That's like beautiful matchmaking that Top Rank does. So I'm he's in good hands. Zen So I'm confident that they'll give him that. All right, it's twelve thirty. We're out. This is a fun one. We got a lot of good stuff. A lot of good questions. uh, Top five movies. This was a a really good one. A little audio problems early. We'll get those ironed out. Next week, Chris, we're 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 talking Jake Paul. You said the Jake Paul train is gonna get derailed. I'm still, sad. I'm still sticking to it. I'm still sticking to it. That's next week. Appreciate the time as always. Keep your hands up. Protect yourselves at all times. Stay out of those DMs. Be out.